Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. We've got a lot of hot action ready to happen, Rodrigo. Mm-hmm. You know, because Asmodeus. Right. The devil. There is that. Yep. Oh, you were throwing it to me. All right, let's go. Yes. Uh, so, uh, what, uh, what happened last time? On Critical On Hit. Critical Hit. On Critical we beat up some uh, golems and priests. Yeah, and now we were going to maybe be able to control the golems and lead them to clear away to the tower. Okay. Or at least make a nice distraction. Yeah, uh, so in addition to that, uh, you guys did level up between games. Hooray! So Yay. just as a, as a bit of housekeeping, um, here's, here's some things that you need to figure out. Uh, one, figure out how much HP you were down after the fight and subtract that much from your maximum hit points. I'm guessing the majority of you had spent healing surges, so mm-hmm. you're probably full, so you're just back to full, if that's the case. Uh, figure out how many surges you spent and then subtract that from your total. That's, I'm guessing the majority of you have had actually spent at least yes. one healing surge. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Okay. I spent five. So I have so figure out five. how many that was and subtract that. Um, and then here's here's uh, probably the important one or the most important one. Actually, surges are also very important, but the most important one: if you spent a daily and that daily is a power you swapped out, you can. In essence, still have use of your new daily. Mm. No, I chose the wrong daily to swap. (laughs) (laughs) It was not. I spent my other two dailies. Yep. If you use the daily and that's not the one you swapped, then it is spent. So there is a possibility that some of you just like uh, really lucked out and some of you just really kind of didn't luck out you still no matter what everybody has access to their new daily so it's not a big deal i did it yay i swapped out the one that i used yeah there you go magic powers i did not use a daily so i did not it does not affect me one way or the other that's right so we have we have probably all three potential uh situations here that's freaky yep all right so now that that's taken care of, yes, you are in a, a nice little plaza, which is part of a row of plazas, which leads to a what at first you saw as a massive wall, but you now realize is the uh, lighthouse. Right. It's it is, in fact, so massive that, you know, when you uh, I think you guys were heading north towards it. But if not, let's just say that you were heading north. Um, When you look northeast, there's nothing but a wall. When you look northwest, there's nothing but wall. And obviously in front of you, you also again, it's so big up close that you can't really see the circumference of it. It just looks like a big old wall that goes on forever or goes up forever. As you had pointed out. Um, you have a couple of, uh, corpses and, uh, along with that, uh, you did get a pendant, uh, from one of the aforementioned corpses and Randis had, uh, given it a try and managed to, in fact, get one of these, uh, red and black stone golems to move. And we'd gotten in a short rest and spent... Um, Correct. Spent some healing surges. All right. So uh, what's our uh, plan now? Well, huh? that's our Maybe goal. Use the golems, wreak some havoc, make for the lighthouse. <laughs> Are we uh, ready for that? I think we're about as ready as we're going to be. Okay. Uh, any uh, particular thoughts on kind of havoc you would like? We can't, we can't destroy this tower, can we? That seems like a bad plan, does it? it? It kind of does. I think we have to be in the tower, don't we? Well, yeah. we do need to climb the tower. Uh, also, the tower may be part of the just general power structure here. Well, maybe just, I don't know, 
mall any Asmodeans or agents of uh, Asmodeus that we find and cause general noise and havoc that'll draw others away. All right. Uh, yes, I'll activate as many golems as I can and send them into the forces and have them start punching. Okay. General havoc mode. You get one golem moving, but you have to like keep your concentration on it. You can, ha- you know, if there's an there's another one in your field of view, you can get them both sort of walking in the same direction. But uh, after a few steps, uh, what kind of felt like uh, some amount of like maybe feedback just kind of becomes a little clearer, and you see these like. Uh, sort of like these images that flash into your view as you're moving the golems. Uh, here's something new. I'm uh, kind of getting some uh, visual feedback from the things. From the yeah, after, yeah, after a few more steps, um, uh, like you get one pretty clear. Uh, it looks like you are lying down in a uh, stone room. Um, and uh, when you look around, you see that you are plugged in to a bunch of tubes that are actively exsanguinating you, and you can hear Pine's voice in the background. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm hearing Pine. It's not the dude is we just st- killed? Yeah, is his body still an eye shot? Yeah, it looks dead. They're, like, bleeding the golem? Could this be um, one of the other timelines? Like a different you? Do I think that's possible? Or is this just like a golem uh, memory? Uh, yeah, it really doesn't feel like you experiencing an alternate time. So yeah, maybe this is some sort of memory that, like within the golem or something. No, it doesn't seem to be another timeline situation. So... Uh, I guess it's gonna be the past. Wait, maybe. so how are these golems made? I mean, so I mean, is it like actually blood coming out of them, or what's pumping? Yeah, so this? there's these tubes connected to your arm in the <laughs> uh, in the flash, and yeah, blood's coming out of them. It's like you know, like uh, you know, in in a normal real world sense, like you're giving blood, except the tubes are very long and there's multiples of them, and the blood is streaming out pretty fast. Uh, and that is a human arm, you see. Oh, okay. Oh well. Um, in this memory, I seem to be human. They're pumping blood from me. So, do they use like? I mean, is that why they're called bloodstone golems? Ah, uh, that would be a good likelihood i think that's super messed up uh-huh so uh controlling these takes a good deal of concentration i don't know if i'm really going to be able to do much havoc how do you know pine is there you can see him i can hear him what's he saying can i make out i don't like is he is this still ongoing at all or uh no it was a flash but you can try and move the golem and concentrate on it uh, yeah i'll try that uh, you concentrate, and uh, you see another flash. Uh, Pine is there. Uh, you are lying down in the, either the same or a similar room. Uh, he's talking to another younger-looking, another pair of uh, younger-looking Asmodean priests. Um, and uh, he's saying, uh, yes, yeah, so uh, in order to get the properties we want, it requires, you know, so many liters of blood per amount of residuum, per amount of uh, sort of tonnage you want to do. And one of them, one of the other priests is like looking right at you and kind of like points at you. It's like, uh, sir, she's moving. And Pine uh, looks over and says, oh, and just like basically picks up a um a pretty long thin dagger and like stabs your arm like basically pinning it to the table as like and you can you can feel the pain from it and says like you just hold on for a second and then turns around and then just keeps lecturing uh, okay uh, so yeah uh, he 
seem to be doing a lecture about how these are made. And, and you're it's human. Not. You're not. Um, yeah, not somebody we might woman. know or anything. Mm, I don't, don't think so. I think is a uh, just a donor. <laughs> Probably not voluntary. Can you see anything about yourself? Uh, can I try it again? Sure. All right. Uh, you snap to a uh, basically coming to um, somebody is dragging you. Uh, you're, you know, wearing a big overcoat and a pair of slacks. Uh, you appear to be a large burly man. And when you look down and what's dragging you, it is some sort of spiky demon. Olaf comes up to the demon and says, uh, trying to escape. Um, and the demon nods and he says, unwise. And he uh, picks up his um, mace and just smashes you and the memory ends. Ah. Okay, uh, that was someone else there. Uh, apparently an escapee who got caught. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that all donors are not uh living anymore and they're using blood magic yeah some blood mixed with residuum with the stone well that's incredibly disturbing yeah do you need to stop controlling them we could try to just you know move forward without them or maybe you could try to just send them and then lose control of them i don't know yeah i can try i just like maybe get it moving and just try to get it to continuously move on and see if that Draws any attention, draws any troops away, anything? Yeah, you you pretty much have to maintain some amount of concentration to keep it moving. Like, it doesn't take a lot of concentration to be like, okay, move that way. Um, But it's the sort of thing that if it's not in your field of vision, you need to, like, actively think about it. If it's in your field of vision, it's not that hard to send it forward. As long as I got line of sight, it's fairly easy, but... Beyond that, I you know I have to keep concentrating either way, uh, and I can try to get it going, and I don't know, draw attention elsewhere. I mean, presumably you guys are moving forward, just keeping the golem moving to keep pace with you. You keep getting these flashes, and some of them are very vivid, of like literally just being like, uh, like quartered. And things like that, um, or um, just like feeling really bad and nauseous and stuff, and just hearing like Pine and Olaf having like like very casual, mundane conversations before one of them like comes over and like pulls out the canister that you're being siphoned into and like puts in another one. Yeah. Uh. Was it? It was Pine that was controlling the golems previously, right? Mm-hmm. Did we kill both of them? I think so. Yep. Okay. I I know that the one that I hit was Ded. Yeah. I don't remember which one that was. It may have been Pine. Yeah, you guys got both of them. <sighs> well, are you getting any closer to any kind of door? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, especially when Randas like looks back at the amount of. Uh, space that you've covered it it really seems like you've been doing this for a couple of hours uh but it's only been like literally just a few seconds of like trial and error like i'm I'm not saying that randos is not getting how much time has passed you just feel taxed from everything you've been seeing because when you get a flash of a memory it doesn't play out in real time it's like that memory's in your head and it plays you know like a memory mm. <sighs> this is too taxing on you. We we don't have to do it. We can figure out another way. Can we make a door? I mean, we've, we've made doors before. We don't really know much about this structure, and it seems to be anchoring the island. I would not blow it up. I don't want to blow it up. I just want to remove a few bricks via force. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's pure conjecture, but... Uh... As big as this tower is, I'm guessing it's pretty thick, too. That Hmm. also seems plausible. That makes sense. Are there any windows on this uh, building? On this tower? 
Uh, yeah, probably. I wonder if we could summon some eagles and fly up to the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they might have some sort of anti-air defenses, but... Mm, they got plenty of anti-ground defenses, too. But I guess the alternative is on the ground we can run, whereas if we got shot out of the sky, we'll get splatted. Or if they can't even get to us. I wouldn't count on the eagles, considering how much of our uh, prior escapades he's aware of. Oh, yeah, that too. That's also true. Um, I could scout ahead and see what I can find. That might be an idea. All right, I think I'll do that. You guys just try to stay safe. Maybe if you can figure out anything more with the golem's cool. If not, you know, don't don't hurt yourself. Okay. All right, so a little sparkle goes uh, and scouts ahead. Yep. Yeah, you're pretty quiet. You move ahead, uh, and basically, again, these there's like lots of these little plazas. Some of them have these uh, uh, bloodstone statues to Asmodeus, which presumably are themselves also go- golems. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at least the first few ones that you get to don't have anybody in them. But as you travel after a little while, you hear Randa's uh, scream from, you know, back the way you came. Oh, that's not good. I will run back. Okay. Uh, When you run back, you just see Randa's like sitting on the ground, kind of hyperventilating a little bit. And uh, the golem had like stopped moving. Apparently he just had a, yeah, it's just a bad one. Uh, Particularly vivid memory. Uh, sorry. No, 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 it's okay, but you should probably stop because if you get one of those when we're trying to move forward, the screaming is not going to be helpful. It's not. Gonna rest I don't think we're going to be able to do what we think we're going to do. Yeah, not with those. Okay. Well, you just wait. Um, well, we can, here, follow me. The next few plazas are basically empty, so we can get move a little bit forward, and then I can keep scouting. Okay. You guys uh, move forward a few more plazas, and uh, sure enough, it's uh, this area appears to be pretty empty. You also don't hear a lot of noise from out in front of you. Um, again, it's hard to tell exactly how far away from this tower you are, since it's so massive. But, uh, you know, at least so so far, so good. Well, how about I'll keep moving ahead and giving the arc clear as we um, as we go so we know what we're walking into. There's other, like, golems standing around, right? Like, yep. every plaza has them. Yeah, so if there's no need to control these things right now, I would not do it. But by having yeah. this, we may keep them out of someone else's control, at least temporarily. Yeah, I'm not going to be working on golems right now. I'll just kind of tuck away the amulet. Yeah. All right. So little sparkle goes forward. Yep. So you advance a little more. If you don't run into problems, you pop out and wave the other ones forward. Yep. Okay. And everybody moves forward when she does that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that happens about a dozen times um, as you guys move forward again you know some of these plazas have uh, those statues um, some of them are different some of them have like gazebos in them uh, some of them clearly used to have gazebos in them that have been dismantled some of them have like uh, maybe like an amphitheater so they actually like have like downward, steps that lead to a little dais kind of thing but uh, again you don't really spot anybody other than you know the odd golem after a few times of that a little sparkle spots uh oh yeah also um if you'll recall these things are sort of um edged by these hedges Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm so after a while, uh, Little Sparkle spots a uh, head coming out of one of them. What form of head? Uh, it appears to be a human head. Uh, light brown skin, long hair, male, just kind of coming out of it, but uh, doesn't seem to be moving. Uh, does it appear to be dead? Uh, well, it's not moving. I'll try to just sneak a little bit closer to figure out what the deal is. Yeah. 
Uh, you, it doesn't respond when you get closer, so you could potentially get right up to it after, you know, yeah, a couple of try to cautious what, steps. What killed him? Yeah, it looks like he's it looks like he's dead and either uh, died as he was being thrown through this hedge, or uh, died and then was thrown through this hedge. Hard to tell by just having the part that's popping out of the hedge, but the hedge appears damaged, like he was thrown in this way. Got it. Anyone I recognize in terms of like, or does he have any like insignia or anything that? Uh, now that you can see like his neck and shoulders, uh, you can tell that he's uh, wearing uh, the the same armor that you've seen on Asmodean soldiers. Huh. Interesting. And when you say thrown, like, does it look like? Um. um kind of like uh, the way that you uh, throw a rowdy protagonist out of a bar as opposed to the way that, you know, fangs might uppercut a rider yeah, into, that's, uh, that's, into that's another what I was building. Asking. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like some, yeah, yeah it looks like, uh, especially because it's pretty close to the ground, you can imagine a pretty normal parabola of grabbing somebody and like forcibly flinging them and them stumbling forward or just flying forward and then, you know, getting thrown through this pretty close to the ground. So, like, someone of, like, very strong, but, like, about human proportions. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone uh, between, you know, it's like, it, it wouldn't, like, uh, Sakar might be able to get more height and distance, but mm-hmm. definitely not something that's stronger than one of you guys. Got it. Interesting. I'll report, like, give a signal to everyone to keep moving forward then. Okay. And then point mm-hmm. it out. All right. You guys spot a head coming out of a hedge. Oh, there's a head in a hedge. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure who killed him, but he looks like he's an Asmodee and someone maybe a little shorter than Sakar, but probably about as strong. Is this one of, is this your friends that uh, went ahead? Remember? Is this their uh, work? Fangs? No, that's not her. It's not her work? No. Okay. They went away from the uh, yeah, tower. They're, they're not in this district. So I'm not sure who this is, but someone on our side. Hopefully. Keep moving forward, looking out for more corpses or a maker of corpses or <laughs> not corpses. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, ugh, not one. So. Okay. Uh, uh, can as... I use always a natural to reroll that? Sure. To not very much better, but at least not a net one at 25. As you make your way forward, you can hear some commotion. It sounds like uh, some battle sounds and some people uh, freaking out. And so we'll say that you like come around a hedge and like to your left, you can hear some like kind of scaredy sounds as uh some fighting is happening like oh oh where'd he go where'd he go um at which point uh somebody just slams into you uh from the other side uh it's an asmodean soldier uh, and he just like straight up knocks you down like he hits you so hard but uh he really like when you look at him it's pretty clear that he wasn't expecting for somebody to be there mm-hmm. and uh he looks pretty panicked and uh he's got his sword out and just sort of as a reaction looks like he's about to basically lunge forward and stab you um when his uh throat kind of slips open like (laughs) a a line appears (laughs) in his throat and he starts choking and bleeding and falls down and you know drops a sword can i tell See who put that hole in him? Uh, nope. When he falls down, there's no one there. Mm, she'll, like, look around and say, thank you? Uh, you hear a weird, uh, distorted voice say, you're welcome. Who are you? Oh, of course. Uh, you see... Uh, a uh, sort of translucent yellow thing appear. At first you can see through it and it appears to be sort of closing and as it does so you realize that this is a like a bright yellow orange flower that has just appeared in front of you 
And as it closes, it becomes less and less see-through, so basically more solid to your eyes. Um, and as it gets about halfway, you start seeing uh, these vines sort of materialize that it's connected to. And as it continues to close, uh, you see that the vines are wrapped around something, which then you can see is some sort of humanoid. And then when they close fully, you can see is an elf uh, wearing leather armor and uh, carrying a uh, bloody sort of uh, curved dagger, um, along with you know a pair of scimitars and a bow in his back. Uh, he is male. You have seen him before, but he's no one whose name you know. Is he one of the people from uh, uh, Great Tigers Island? Yep. She'll. He uh, holds out a hand to help you shake it. How'd you get here? Uh, We took a ship. Oh, well, thank you. Good to uh, to see you. Have uh, we hadn't heard anyone from uh, uh, Bleak Forest here yet? Yes, we got here a few days ago. Uh, we spoke with the, I suppose we we spoke with the beachhead camp, and uh, they suggested that since we could move quietly and invisibly, that we make our way here and uh, see if we could um, open up some options for you. Well, uh, by the way, that that screaming that you heard a little bit ago ends with it like, oh no no, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I uh, I didn't realize that you could move invisibly, but that's uh, very useful. She'll, like, give a gesture. One second, let me get my friends and, like, turn around and gesture for them to move forward. All right. Uh, You guys see a little sparkle. Uh, When you get to where she is, uh, you see a little sparkle. You see a uh, corpse with a slit throat. And you see an elf who is, uh, again, wearing leather armor, but uh, wrapped up in vines and he's got, like, the vines have a couple of, like, big orange-yellow flowers uh, growing out of them. Just Hi. flowers. So is that uh, an effect of uh, Zanam? Uh, yes, in a sense. These are the uh, pumpkin blossoms that uh, grew out of the gourd that Zanam ha- has. And uh, he learned to use them and taught us how. Impressive. Yes. Uh, you can see the flowers uh, don't stand still. At first, it kind of looked like, you know, maybe the wind was moving them, but they actually appear to be moving on their own. Um, and literally one of them, like, flicks behind him and then uh, moves over to his ear and appears to say something. And he kind of waves it away. Yes. They are quite paranoid but uh, <laughs> useful when you're in a tense situation. They communicate with you? Yes. Are you, are you able to communicate with like with Zanam or Lilaron through them? No. Um, we just learn how to wear them and how to keep them alive, and they work for us once they, um, I suppose, once they get used to us. Uh, it's a two-way street. Well, thank you for joining the fight. We're trying to make our way towards the tower. You guys uh, can see a uh, another Asmodean soldier walking towards you, but before he gets very close, he like falls over and he's got a couple arrows sticking out of his back. Impressive. Yes, we uh, we found a patrol uh, coming out of the tower, so we've been trying to clean it up. Um, I'm sure eventually they'll get wise to our tactics, but for now, it's been pretty easy to scatter them and hunt them down. Ah, good. We're actually looking for a way to get into the tower. Okay. Have you seen one? Uh, Yes, as far as I can tell, it has multiple doors and windows. So you just need to keep moving. Yeah, have you seen much more organized resistance between here and there? We were warned that there was... um, well, no, we were there expected. are uh, there are regular patrols, but we have at the very least broken up uh, all of the ones that we found. So, um, if not wiped them out completely, so uh, if you do meet any resistance, it'll likely be one or two soldiers 
or, you know, maybe the odd priest that has actually managed to get away, but we've been pretty good about getting those too. Very, very good to hear. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Keep up the good work. Well, we plan on it. We're going to try to clear everyone else out of here and then um, find a place to hide and wait for them to uh, get their wits about him and then maybe try it again, depending on what exactly they do. Sounds like a reasonable plan. Uh, watch out for the statues. They are apparently golems that can be animated. Oh, yes. Uh, there's something very wrong with these statues. Yeah. How so? They're powered by human blood? Hmm. I'm not surprised. They give off a bad uh, a bad aura. Understandable. Well, anything we can do for you before we proceed? No. Carry out your mission, and uh, we'll try to help out here as best we can. I don't know what you're going to find inside the lighthouse, other than I am almost certain that the first floor or first few floors are just an enormous uh, Asmodean garrison. So be careful of that. Lovely. We'll do our best. Good fighting. Uh, you as well. And uh, the flowers open up and he fades away along with the flowers. Neat. That looks helpful. Very. The gourds just keep on giving as it turns out. All right. Well, let's not waste any time. Okay. All right. You guys uh, move towards the tower. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as you do that, uh, sure enough, you find the odd uh, corpse that has been either stabbed to death or uh, arrowed, but uh, nothing nothing alive to, to get in your way. Uh, although, again, every once in a while you do hear sort of from off somewhere else uh, the sounds of like panicked running, which usually end with the sounds of like either bowstrings or some slashing. Sounds like they have some of this covered, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, we'll have to be wary, but it's good, too, uh, that we're not alone here. Yeah. Eventually, uh, you guys can see um, a sort of an outer wall to the tower. It's not very tall. It honestly looks more decorative than anything else. It's probably maybe five feet tall with some... Uh, spiky uh, metalwork on top, but again, meant to be like, um, like reminiscent of like a compass needle or something, rather than like you know, it's got the like, functionality to keep you know like pigeons from landing on it, but it's not like a like keep out. It's a, like a look at our cool wall kind of thing. There is a set of uh, sort of uh, makeshift gates. Uh, which is uh, has been like installed into the gap in the wall that is pl- pretty clearly just meant to be a, a way for you guys to walk in or for you know people to walk in, um, but they are open. Uh, yes. So as I was saying, uh, you arrive at a stone wall that is clearly more for decoration than to people than to keep people out, since there is are in fact just big open segments to it. However, makeshift gates have been built into those segments. And however, number two, one of those, namely the one that's directly in front of you, is just open. Mm. What are you thinking? Should we go or is this an obvious trap? I think we go into the obvious trap. Okay. It's probably better than trying to waste more time looking for another good entrance. And that's why we go into the obvious trap. Though looking at the gate, does it look like it's been like... Just like left open or, you know, was there uh, yeah. a fight it, here? No, it looks like it was left open, but mm-hmm. also you've seen signs of the um, uh, pumpkin flower elves uh, pretty close to here. So it's possible that they Cleared the attacked, way. yeah, they like attacked a, a troop as it was coming out or mm-hmm. right after having come out and before they got a chance to close the gate. So it could be that, although there are no obvious like big blood stains, like you know, in the in the in the uh, like portal of the gate, essentially. No signs that say free bird seed or anything like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the there's just a 
it's a it's a plus one sword, uh, and then uh, like a stick and a box. Ah. <laughs> yeah, we'll walk so up. You, uh, yeah, how you catch adventurers? <laughs> uh, yeah, if you walk up, you know, even if you uh, cautiously walk up to the wall, you know, basically there's just a big space between the wall. Uh, or between the gate and the wall of the um, tower or of the uh, of the lighthouse, and um, you know, in between, like again, this area is clearly meant to be like a um, what do you call it? Like not a like a civic like park kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like. It's meant to be like uh, an accessible, open, like green space, like a city so, square. You know, yeah, there's. I mean, it's not. It's not quite a city square because this area, at least, like. So this is like. Uh, this is like a. Um, if you've ever been to like your state's capital, right? Mm-hmm. Chances are your state's capital has a big old lawn around it, and like maybe like just, it's just like straight up near a park or something. So that's kind of it, right? It's like, here's a government building. They beautify the area around it, um, make it a place where people actually want to be around. uh, And then, you know, a fascistic uh, devil force takes it over and, you know, puts up ramparts and stuff. Um, But yeah, again, you walk in and there's like benches and greenery and stuff. A lot, some of it has been like clearly chopped down or, or burnt away so that they can like basically put little posts along the wall. Um, but again, nobody in the immediate facility or or vicinity, sorry. Um, and then up ahead is the, the actual lighthouse and a, like a big, uh, fancy, like wooden double door. Is it open? It is not open. I'll investigate it. Okay. See if it's trapped and or locked. Uh, it appears to be neither. She'll shrug, like gesture to Sakar. Any obvious uh, places where somebody may be spying or watching? No, I mean yes, there are, but there's nobody there. Hmm. <laughs> Either those pumpkin elves have done their jobs incredibly well, or something else is going on. Which you know could be really could be either one, because again, when you think about the posts that are up on the walls, those posts would be able to see a squadron walk out of the gates and then start getting killed by some sort of invisible force. And they would probably raise the alarm and go check, you know, and, and basically go help. So if that has happened, that's why these posts are now empty, but also it could just be something else. It's just not unreasonable. Let's open the door to the trap. Okay. <laughs> who open? Who opens the door? I will open the door to the trap. Okay. Uh, Sakar opens the door uh, and inside sees uh, what probably at one point um, was actually like an indoor kind of um, like mall in the old timey sense, not in the like Baskin Robbins sense. Again, places to sit, a high ceiling, uh, art on the walls, and things like that. But more importantly, has been sort of walled off and cubicle walls have been put on. And uh, Sakar is the first one to see it. But as you know, if Ket peeks in behind it, he immediately recognizes what is very clearly a like um, like a constabulary. There's like a front desk and a guy on front desk duty. Uh, they're all Asmodeans. They're all dressed and armed. And, you know, some paperwork is being shuffled back and forward. Probably a couple of, like, uh, imps carrying messages back and forth and things like that. And, you know, when Sakar opens the door uh, with a loud creak, definitely the people at the front desk, but also a few other people uh, look over in you guys' direction. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's roll initiative. That's what I thought. <laughs> and uh, Sakar can have a uh, plus five since he was brave and upfront. Ah! Ah! Wah! 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 Little sparkle. Uh, Forty-three. Sakar. Thirty-six. Randis. Thirty-five. 
Forum. 44. And Cat. Last. 32. <laughs> I rolled well. All right. I rolled 20. So, uh, you guys find yourselves at the front door of what is clearly the largest Asmodean garrison in the island. Presumably, goals are find a way up and don't get killed. Mm, sounds good. Sounds and, right. And uh, we will start with Orem at floor one. Where Asmodean is the garrison. most obvious exit out of this area besides the area we came in? Uh, we'll say it's like straight across from you. There's another set of doors uh, that might either... Uh, it's probably like they lead out of this room and will likely be either a staircase or another room. Like this place is big, but again, this lighthouse is huge. So likely there are multiple, like you can fit multiple buildings in one floor of this thing, right? Sure. It's, you know, it's essentially a small city. Yeah. Well, I, uh, first thing I'm going to do is try to clear a path to that, uh, to that door uh, probably with a force wall to keep everybody behind as many as I can as we make a mad dash to that door using okay. Arcana. Go for it. 48. Uh, 48 is a success. Hooray. Um, because of the way that the cubicles and the pathways are arranged, uh, Orem is able to create a wall that pins most of the uh, unsuspecting soldiers behind it and gives you guys a clear path to the door. When you open it, there's a staircase, which is going to take us uh, to a little sparkle floor two, Asmodee and cafeteria. As you uh, guys run up the stairs, the stairs end at the next floor and uh, you guys basically bust into a place with a whole bunch more Asmodean soldiers, except they're all, you know, kind of relaxing and eating at this like big old cafeteria. They immediately take notice of you. Oh boy. What is the best way to deal with this situation? Um, so I think she's going to basically start just like, uh, jumping like up on a, like a lunch table and try to like lead as many of them as possible, kind of like on a merry chase, um, to various areas of this thing and try to like, uh, while the rest of the party makes their way across it, um, and then hopefully like rendezvous back, um, but just like trying to make like either like athletics checks to or not athletics uh, acrobatics checks to uh, stay away from them. Sounds good to me. I've got a fifty. A fifty is a success. Uh, yep. Little sparkle gets their attention, and then they all trip over tables, and you know run into the kitchen and back out of the kitchen and stuff uh, while everybody else scrambles to get to the uh, across the room to what appears to be another set of stairs and uh, Little Sparkle's also able to get clear, uh, which is going to take us to Sikar on uh, floor six, uh, summoning hall. Uh, mm. You, again, climb up some stairs. The stairs get you to, you know, like an armory, you make your way across it, like some other stuff, like a couple of like, uh, hilarious things happen on the way. Uh, eventually you find your way to another floor that has a bunch of summoning circles and some priests pretty much in an assembly line, just like summoning demons, handing them weapons and getting them out the door. Um, as, uh, before you basically have to make your way across this to, uh, to get to another staircase. How many priests are we talking? Mm, 20. 20? Yeah. Okay. So would you say that if someone were to cross the room at high speed in a crisscross fashion using, uh, their twin swords, to knock over or trip or stab or mess up the priests afternoon and really knock them out of the way, would that be more of an athletic situation where one is being an athlete, leaping from priest to priest and kicking and punching and stabbing to 
clear a way between them and, you know, maybe slow down their summoning and allow my friends to get through. Sure. Sure. Hey, it's going to be awesome. going to kick punch my way across the room. It's all in the mind. And it's going to be a 47. 47 is a success. Uh, Sakar leads the way, slashing and kicking and punching and elbowing and headbutting his way through and manages to get you guys to another set of stairs, uh, which is going to take us to Randis, uh, floor 12, Infernal Machine Shop. Oh, okay. Uh, You make your way, and uh, I swear these floors are set. I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> specifically want to give this like was, wasn't trying to give this one to randis uh but uh yes there are um you know gatling guns and other devices being assembled here um there's some big uh ogre type creatures moving them around as well as you know humans and tieflings working on them Unlike uh, other floors, because this one's so noisy, they don't immediately notice you. But, you know, there really aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of obvious paths that are not going to basically have you walk through an assembly line or in front of like a uh, what do you call them? Like a comptroller between between you and uh, what appears to be the only stairs away from here. Can I do something with Arcana to kind of jam the assembly line and cause some sort of catastrophic failure to cause like a number of these devices that they're assembling to blow up, causing, you know, distraction and injury and letting us pass through? Sure. All right. I will do that either with a well-placed wrench or a well-lobbed Molotov cocktail or maybe a combination of the two. Molotov wrench. Smaller wrench cocktail. Well placed Moltov wrench. Wrench knife. Ooh, there we go. 63. Wow. <laughs> 63 is a success. Uh, Randus, in fact, uh, manages to gum up the works so spectacularly that uh, it causes a lot of explosions and sparks and uh, people like jumping over things in slow motion while like explosions plume up behind them uh and you guys are able to make it to the next uh to the to the stairs uh which is going to take us to ket at uh floor 21 angel reprogramming facility as you uh walk in uh you see these like enormous coffins with chains around them and you hear something inside uh like banging at them uh there's also priests inscribing runes on them um and uh aside from that i'll point out that you can hear like soldiers coming up behind you like they've they've kind of gotten their act together after you know getting involved in like a wacky food fight and uh they they seem to be making their way. So clearly there's angels stuck in these coffins. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I gauge, or can I use insight to gauge what coffin has the uh, most, or the least reprogrammed angel? So as hmm. I can let them out and uh, wreak chaos throughout the floor? Uh, yes, I will definitely allow this. Oh my god, that's a 39. Okay, uh, <laughs> that is that is not a success. I'm going to spend my action point because... Actually, do I have an action point? You may that is a good question. might not have an action point. I do not have an action point. Okay. Is that a, uh, is that a failure then? I don't know yet. No. Okay. Have we hit a milestone? Or this would uh, be you a have, milestone? You have not. You will hit a milestone at the end of this. Okay. I couldn't remember if... Uh, yeah, no, that's a failure. I don't have any way to re-roll for myself. I have we race to re-roll your guys's. Okay, uh, Ket uh, gets it wrong and, in fact, releases the most reprogramming. Oh, no. Um, so, uh, collectively, who gets the worst of this? Hi. You're gonna, Ket's gonna take it? I mean, I'm assuming since I opened it. <laughs> would make. I mean, it's, it's up to you guys, but if you, if you want to volunteer, then that's cool. Everybody okay with this? Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. 
It's pretty okay. tough. Uh, so, uh, yes, the a, a very, very Asmodean angel bursts out of the coffin. Um, you know, it looks like a regular angel, but it's got these, like, chains that are, like, biting, like, kind of, like, squeezing and biting into it. Um, you know, angels in, in this world and in fourth edition, like, don't have faces. They just kind of have eyes, but they don't have, like, noses or mm-hmm. mouths or, like, any other features. Um, it's just kind of like a bright, white, winged thing um roughly humanoid and uh it uh tries to kill you pretty hard so uh rob go ahead and in order to get you guys away uh spend a daily attack power uh and then let me know which one you spent we'll go with the vestige of karmath okay uh yes you guys uh make a very very narrow escape uh, from this angel uh, by Cat uh, having to uh, throw uh, ice or what's Karmath do? Fire? Karmath is necrotic. Uh, it also dazes oh, there you go. when I miss. It also what? It Oh, it's the, it's the one that lets me dominate. Oh, well, that makes sense then. Yeah, like, uh, you're the wrong one. I'm going to get what I wanted out of this anyways. Kill yep. them. All right, you guys uh, barely make it out, uh, which is going to take us to the top of the round, start of the second round, and is going to take us to Orem, floor 36, Dracula Factory. Um, <laughs> These are like REM album titles. So uh, you guys get to another floor, um, and again, like you guys are like going through the majority of these floors, is and like having dangerous adventures these are just the highlights uh yeah orem gets uh, or you guys get to another floor it's like dark and it smells weird and uh there are people in uh cages that are and they're like uh you know kind of like uh rattling rattling the cages and screaming and uh, Sakar can immediately tell that the majority of them have been, you know, probably either given vampire blood or have somehow been turned into vampires. And he isn't completely unsure that it's not actually like like his family's specific curse. So, you know, something else to write down and worry about later. Um, but uh, just because of how it all works out, Orem is up front here. Um, there are priests that are administering... Uh, blood um, infusions, I guess, uh, as well as potentially some uh, vampires that are loose and uh, being either trained or indoctrinated in some way. Hmm. And, you know, the stair- staircase is over there. Yeah, staircase is over there. I think the easiest way to get through here is to uh, grab some of those chains that are hanging from the ceiling and sure. using acrobatics to... Um, weave around any vampires that may be reaching up through the cages. And as I swing around, kick some of those blood dishes into the priest's face. Yeah, totally. All right. Roll it. 42. A 42 is a success. Oh, good. Uh, Orem leads the group swinging chain to chain and kicking things over and manages to get to uh, the staircase. This uh, gets us to little sparkle uh this staircase actually leads out and the staircase itself travels along uh the the outside partially along the outside of the tower uh which takes us to roughly floor 58 your legs are very very tired is that is that the only challenge of floor 58 or yes level 58 your legs are very tired oh uh hmm it's kind of a tough challenge for me to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like I said, I didn't I like I'd set these in order and I'm like, well, if Sakar gets this, this isn't going to be a thing. But as it turns out, it's actually a significant challenge. Huh. Um, then I think I'm just going to probably really try to like make a, a diplomacy check to like basically act as kind of party cheerleader and, um, you know, talk about how well we're doing and that 
you know, maybe it might even be a bluff check depending on how far I can tell whether uh, I like, it's like, we're only, we're clearly just around the corner. You know, we can, we can do this. Yeah, you're definitely visibly not. Uh, but uh, if you'd like to bluff it any way you can, you know, same difficulty. It's up to you. Sure. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll bluff it then to try to like get everyone's spirits up to push them forward. Okay. I've got a 44. Uh, 44 is a success. Little sparkles, motivation, or little sparkles, affirmations. Uh, keep your minds away from the uh, incredible lactic acid buildup that we're dealing with here, uh, which is going to take us to Sakar at uh, floor 107, Vertex Invasion Testing Facility. Ooh. Um, there's some, uh, machines that are, uh, basically like lots of, uh, Asmodean guys, mostly humans and tieflings, like wearing goggles and lab coats, pointing machines at walls and, uh, trying to see if something opens and sometimes, uh, sometimes nothing opens, sometimes something blows up, sometimes like something weird comes through. So there's a lot of that going on. It's a pretty chaotic place, uh, as as usual, staircases over there. So if one were trying to find the safest way across, one could use one's perception to know when to duck under a monster and leap over a black hole and dodge whatever that thing is that's trying to eat everyone in this room. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it? All right. So Sakar is going to use his eagle eyes... Uh, or his lizard eyes, what whatever kind of eyes they are, uh, flaming vampire tree man eyes to sneak across the room with a really bad failure. Holy crap! That is in fact uh, too low. Um, got any any rerolls there in your pocket? Uh, I actually had a reroll on that one. Uh, it's a perception check. Is that something that Ket can reroll for us? Nope. No, it has Jeez. to be like social stuff for Ket to reroll. Jeez. Yeah. I, I can uh, be well, super social as I look. Hey, you guys, how are you? Uh, I think maybe that was the problem as you were being too social. Like uh, little sparkle just like amped you up too much as you were looking around, attracted too much attention to yourselves. Uh, so we're, well, we're calling that a failure, right? Okay, um, we'll have to. Who oh, no. gets the worst of it? Uh, I do. So uh, go ahead and lose a daily attack power. Mm. And when you decide which one, let me know. Uh, then we'll go with form of the autumn reaper. Okay. Make a note of that. Yep. It's on my list. Mad about it. Yeah. Basically, Sakar uh, tries to keep an eye out for the best times to move, uh, but he could never foresee a beam that is accidentally left on has some sort of, uh, trans-dimensional monstrosity drops from the ceiling and eats a bunch of the Asmodeans, but also you guys barely get away uh, only by uh, turning into a undead monster tree. Does Sakaar manage to secure an exit? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, two failures there. Uh, it's going to take mm-hmm. us to Randus. Yeah. Floor 209, Dryder Nest. Oh, uh, the stairs lead you to a big open uh, or to a big vault. Uh, there are plenty of drow in here, uh, rubbing of goop on some eggs. And there are some big egg sacks uh, hanging from the ceiling. There is a little bit of illumination in here provided by like candles and torches. And again, if an egg sack, uh, if you are or if an egg sack is between you and especially the big ceiling ones between you and a torch, you can see the outline of a drider inside. Driders being drow, centaurs, except, you know, instead of a horse, it's a spider. And, you know, again, Asmodean sol- soldiers, rah, 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 like coming up behind you. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, could I roll religion to intone uh, some kind of Lothian prayer that would cause them all to immediately supplant themselves and avert their gaze to let us go through without them looking at us. Uh, I, I will allow it. That will try beautiful. I'm going to use an action point, I think. Uh, well, 43 is a success. 
Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Forty two was a success. Yeah. So. Ah, uh, okay. Then I go with my th- forty three on religion. All yeah, right. I just had to roll a two. Uh, before anybody looks over, Randus shouts out some dark uh, vulgate in Elven. And uh, yes, all the priests av- av- avert their eyes, and you guys are able to basically sprint through mostly unmolested. I have no idea what I just said. Oh, man. This is really great because it puts us at. End of the round. End of the round, uh, which is going to take us to Cat. Yeah, it's at not uh, floor. 289 Statusite Golem Tasting Facility. Oh. Oh, no. Wait. Uh, you, uh, yes, you, the stairs lead you to another place that is a big workshop, and there are, in fact, um, a bunch of uh, Asmodean uh, artificers uh, putting together uh, a uh, big golem critter along with a a few smaller ones uh they do seem to have managed to make them move but possibly the most important thing here is that uh you can't use uh arcana or religion to get through this room Uh, so there's way too much staticide in the uh in the atmosphere awesome uh i'm gonna use diplomacy to basically strategize us through this okay uh, I'm also going to use Speak with Spirits okay. uh, to get myself a plus three on this. Okay. Uh, as Shadow is part of our tactics. Sure. That's my best chance at success at this point. Nice. Hey, I got that. Nice. <laughs> <Or E3. laughs> all right. Cat finds a workbench, uh, gets you guys all behind it, uh, breaks out the chalkboard, X's, O's, direction lines. And you guys are able to uh, sprint through the uh, through the facility, causing simultaneously causing lots of mayhem, but also not running into any major problems, uh, which is going to get you uh, out uh, and uh, beating this uh, skills challenge with only minor uh, losses. When you uh, this particular staircase uh also leads out and it uh basically leads out onto several kind of balcony like lookout areas uh as you go off the stairs so basically like up one floor like balcony lookout area up another floor like another staircase up another floor balcony lookout area as you guys i mean you guys are probably pretty tired at this point but as you guys try to hustle up uh to the next uh set of floors you make it to maybe like the second lookout area and hear a noise coming from out past it it is a creature uh it is a uh, a lady. Um, she's got a beautiful face, uh, blue skin, sort of bluish skin, pointy ears, a short pair of horns, long red hair, black armor, flaming sword, and a big pair of red wings, which is what you are hearing uh, the flapping of. Um, it probably also has a tail of some sort. Uh, she is approaching you, and uh, as she does, she kind of writes herself up and then kind of uh, floats towards you, uh, holding her sword to her side. And uh, you can see her eyes, which are like have like little glowy red uh, dots, and she uh, keeps her eyes uh, fixed on Ket. Mm-hmm. Does she look like some form of tiefling? Uh, no, this is almost certainly some sort of devil. Can I help you? She uh, extends out her hand, and you guys see this, um, 
you know, because there's like a little bit of dust on the ground and stuff. You can see this like wave sort of emanate out of it, out of her hand uh, towards you. And it kind of moves through you. And it's like a very like unsettling, uh, like split second as it does. And then past you and a brick in the wall is pushed um, and a secret door opens. Inside their secret door uh, is a small metal room. Oh, uh, nice. Those of those of you that are civilized recognize this as an elevator. <laughs> oh, he stole so, elevator technology. This was probably here before Asmodeus got here. Ah, fair enough. Also, uh, this would have been so much easier if we had an elevator. Thank, thank you. She just keeps her eyes on Cat. Uh, you know by the her. way, you guys hear, you know, rah, 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 like the Asmodean soldiers coming yeah. from behind. Uh, we should take this. Yep. Yeah, it's not like a gift horse And I get your name? She, uh, you know, originally she uh, had kind of like extended her hand out with like her fingers out. Uh, she like withdraws it slightly and then extends it out again but this time with like a palm and cat is shoved into the elevator <laughs> we'll follow we okay the elevator. uh the uh you guys feel that weird feeling again uh and the elevator closes its doors or rather a pain a like a clear pain uh comes up from the ground and basically works becomes a fourth wall to the elevator and the elevator starts going up and you know you guys hear like all right that wraps it up for this installment of critical hit thank you so much everyone for joining us on our adventures this week Ooh, i was a little nervous there uh rob i was really nervous on that last roll but you pulled through Good job. If you had news what that was three, the target number dead. for this one? Well, 41. 41. Who? I was really nervous because when I calculated uh, earlier, I thought I had to hit an 18 or 19 in order to succeed each time. And I was pretty I close. I had an 85% chance of success on my first roll. Mm. It happens. It happens. Yeah. That's, that's why I still make Brian roll. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brian had some great rolls tonight, and dear listener, I hope when you sit down at the gaming table, all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.